What is fear? Fear is when you feel some eyes are following you in the middle of the road at night. Fear is when you are burying your dear one's flesh, killed cold-blooded one hour back, and some snooping of trees make your body freeze. Fear is when you believe you'll die alone and no one will be there for you. Fear is when you feel there's someone beside you listening to this podcast with you on your couch, but there is no one. Did I scare you? Well, I meant to. Happy December and happy holidays. Yes, yes, you got it right. You are listening to Are You Familiar With This? with your host, Kush Pat. And this episode is about horror, thriller, murder mystery. And to add some more of this, joining in critically acclaimed and one of the most creative talents of India, Nikesh Molly, a writer, poet and brutal voice behind India's number one horror and thriller show, Indian Noir. I should add that he's a very easy reachable guy. So when I run to him for this episode, he was down instantly. You don't see that kind of energy and generosity. If you haven't tuned in into Noir or subscribe, I'm sure you'll subscribe now after this show. Without further ado, let's dig into the roots of dark and thriller Indian Noir. Let's hit it. Uh, welcome Nikesh and thank you for joining in and happy December. Happy December to you too, Kush. Uh, thank you for having me on the show and uh, for such a wonderful intro. Um, I really hope that post this amazing conversation, uh, the listeners will head over to IndianNoir.com and check out the uh, number one crime and horror podcast in India. So it's Indian Noir. Noir is spelled N-O-I-R. IndianNoir.com. Go there and the website will guide you to uh, your uh, streaming app and you can listen to all the episodes now for free. Yeah, for uh, free. So Nikesh, where are you recording from? Uh, so I am based in Sydney in Australia now. So it's uh, mi- close to midnight now. Um, but we have a five and a half hour a difference between us, uh, Kush, uh, but uh, my heart and soul and mind still lives in India. My body lives here. So uh, the uh, stories that I tell are uh, stories that are based in India, that are feature Indian characters and are uh, very much representative of our culture and the myths and uh, uh, this the amazing, amazing rich stories that, uh, um, you know, that, that have been passed down from generation after generation. So, um, yeah. So, b- before diving into Indian Noir, uh, I would like to explore Noir as a genre. Uh, you know, everyone knows the Noir genre, but to feel a horror and thrill, every person has different take on it. So, so what's your views on that? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, like a lot of genres, uh, different people will have different perspectives on it. But generally, Noir reflects to, um, reflects, um, you know, the darker side of life, the underbelly of life. But to be more precise, I think it is a more realistic look at life because life is not all black and white. Uh, life is shades of gray. People are not all good and all bad. They have shades of gray. And even when people turn bad, there are uh, motivating factors that uh, we as human beings can understand and relate to, even though we might not support their actions. So um, noir as a genre is able to uh, look at a, a life in, in a very unvarnished way and draw um, stories, thoughts, philosophies from it. Um, and, uh, you know, normally people don't um, clump um, horror with the noir, but I feel like horror, because of its sort of obsession with dark themes, and because thematically it also looks at some of the things that crime noir looks at, which is the individual, the society, um, you know, the sort of uh, the, the, the darker elements in society that push 
uh, a person uh, into a, into a place where they experience fear or hate or um, uh, or uh, perpetrate violence. Uh, I think you know there are so many crossovers in those themes. So uh, I've you know appropriately named, I believe, the podcast as Indian Noir because it captures the dark underbelly, the darker themes, the the horrifying tales, the the the, the fear-inducing narrative the Indian subcontinent. Mm, yes, yes. So why Indian Noir? As, as you are poet, voice actor as well. And when there's a tons of failed attempt by our Indian cinema in this genre and fresh failed attempt, I think one week back, <laughs> yeah. I won't go into that. We'll, we'll get sure. to the movies part later. Sure, sure. I look, uh, primarily, I, um, I'm not a very good poet. I was never a good, very good poet, but I went through the traditional route where, you know, I wrote poems, then I wrote short stories, and then I started writing novel length manuscripts. Um, and so I, you know, I had that sort of traditional path. And when I crossed from each path, I made sure that I was skilled enough to move on to the next. So I, when I wrote poems, uh, I, I wrote and published in a lot of magazines and, uh, you know, won some recognition. Then I wrote short stories. I won a lot of awards. And then when I felt like, you know, I was ready to move on to the next, I wrote novels. Uh, but by the time I got there, I, um, you know, the, the publishing industry was not in a good shape. Um, there were too many, uh, manuscripts in the market, uh, not enough readers. Um, and, uh, you know, ebooks had come into play and self publishing had become quite a phenomenon. So there was just a glut of manuscripts. There was no way to kind of distinguish yourself, even if you had talent. So I kind of gave up on writing, and then years later, you know, just out for fun, I started reading poetry on Twitter. I always, I was always good at poetry recitation. So you know, I did that, and that became a big hit, and some of the readings became viral sensations. Some of the contemporary American poets, some of the greats, they recognized it and they praised it, and you know, so I just went on to have this amazing um, time in my life when I was reading poetry and getting invited to do voiceovers and. That got me thinking about uh, writing fiction again. I thought, you know, I've got two skills. I can write fiction and I can narrate as well. So why don't I combine the two skills? So um, so what, what I did was I did a lot of training in voice acting. Um, and uh, I uh, was obviously always constantly working on improving my writing. But uh, with, with the voice acting, I had to take uh, special courses online, studied with a lot of uh, wonderful teachers. Uh, and then uh, post that, I did a lot of audio dramas. Um, internationally and uh, got some voice acting experience um some of which i think are listed on imdb.com and then once i was once i had this experience i then started uh, in the noir a uh, great decision uh podcasting was just taking off taking off in india and indian noir came into the, the that period at the right time um and i've always been a fan of serialized fiction um, i like my fondest memory of um, storytelling and its impacts on someone is watching my cousin, uh, you know, regularly uh, uh, wait for those black and white Indian weeklies, which used to have stories in it. And, you know, there'd be a story released uh, this week and a, in a, a part of it released this week. Then you have to wait for the next week to listen to the next part. And so there's always this constant anticipation. Um, and, you know, so I just wanted to recreate some of that. And horror and crime were genres I was always interested in because of the movies I've watched, the books I've read, and my own temperament and my own worldview is a bit dark. So it really suited it. So, uh, you know, that's so for that reason, Indian Noir. And uh, with regard to some of the failures you've talked about and that you talked about, you know, they are very hard genres to write in. I think there, there have been a lot of amazing Indian crime movies like Company um, and Ekta Siddhartha. Um, I really um, adore those movies. I think there have been a lot of hits. Thrillers, not so much, but still, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, some amazing movies and some new ones coming through. Horror, perhaps you're right. I don't think it's, uh, it, you know, it produces some quality work. But I think the streaming giants like Netflix are bringing a change to the, that scenario because I hear that some of the movies that have been produced, all those services have been quite good. One cannot forget Tumbad, which is the, yes. the, uh, not only the best Indian horror movie, but it's one of the best, uh, best horror movies ever made, uh, I think. Uh, so we cannot forget that either. So I think uh, the real reason why we don't produce too much is because we don't get a lot of training in that space, uh, particularly for writing. There's not enough uh, magazines or publishers that cater to horror, horror books and uh, horror stories. So unfortunately, then that means that people, writers don't get the experience to write in that genre. And then, you know, they're not able to produce good manuscripts. Um, also, what happens with that is that they uh, lose touch with the genre itself because 
what makes you really good in a particular genre is that you have read widely in it. You know the, the history of that genre, the all the canonical works in that genre, all the heritage of that genre, um, the important conventions. For example, Bhangad, which is now on Indian Noir, is uh, based on the King in Yellow mythos. You wouldn't know that if you didn't read the works of Robert W. Chambers and understood its impact on uh, the works of Lovecraft and all the writers that have followed that. So um, all of this is lacking in India, unfortunately, because uh, there is no ecosystem for horror and crime writers to thrive. So, um, you know, that's the reason why we fail uh, in, in this market. But I think, you know, like like with um, uh, like with my work, you know, I've been influenced by works from the West. Um, and so that's happening with Indians with regards to literary works and also movies. Um, so I think we will just see an, a real explosion of um, good quality crime and horror and, and thrillers in India now that a lot of funding is available through the streaming giants and they require the content. Surely I totally agree with, with your views, but I, I, I would like to add more on it. As, as, as an audience, we don't appreciate the movies like Tumbar. I have many, but yeah, as you talk about Tumbar, no one appreciated that, that film. Though they, they, they earned a few, few awards, but still, you know, we don't appreciate that types of. I, th I think Tumbar is unfortunate in that. I don't know how the marketing for Tumbar was in India. I hope they put a lot of, I mean, marketing is so expensive. So. In a small indie movie like that, it, I'm, I'm sure they didn't have much of a marketing drive behind that. So that could be one reason. The other problem is Tumbad is one of the first examples of great Indian horror movies. So uh, people go, people see a poster of a horror movie and they're thinking about all the shit ones they've watched previously and they don't turn up to these. And word of mouth is so important in, in um, celebrating this work. Um, you know, I, I remember watching Tumbad and just being so blown away. Um, and I watch a lot of horror content from across the world, and you know, I think I think it is simply one of the best horror movies ever made. Full stop. Um, in, in any language, um, you know, it, it can sit up there very proudly with some of the greatest classics in horror. Um, but you're right; people don't appreciate it. Unfortunately, it's a movie before its time. But true, true. I totally, <laughs> totally agree with that. Totally agree. So, so from your first episode, His Night Begins to Bhangar till now, how do you see the success from Indian Noir to number one crime and horror podcast in India? Yeah, look, it's been, you know, I was very surprised as well with the success it's had. But clearly the reason for the success is the fact that there is no one catering to the market, people who really want to hear good crime audio stories and uh, good uh, horror stories that are, um, you know, uh, beat in whatever language. I'm pretty sure there are some people who listen to me who might not exactly enjoy the fact that it's in English, but still the fact that it's set in India, it features Indian characters, and I try to keep the language so that everyone can enjoy uh, it. Um, because I myself, I'm a, I'm a, my English is my third language. So, you know, I have also, I also have to uh, try to speak the language properly. So uh, I'm very much aware how uh, people in, you know, how, about I very much think about other people who speak English as the third language as well, or fourth language even. And, you know, I try to make the language accessible to the most number of people. So um, I think it's the reason for the success is that it's um, catering to, um, you know, audiences that are missing out on all this work. In, in this work. People like, you know, the kind of people who would enjoy Thumbad and don't get enough movies like that because, you know, the mainstream audience don't support it. So the niche audience that enjoy horror and crime they have to, um, they rely on um, podcasts like Indian Noir to service their interests. The other thing I wanted to say as well um, is that uh, because streaming is such a success and we're going through a golden age of TV, I think because Indian Noir is written very much in using the act structure that's used for television, you know, people who enjoy binge TV consumption, you know, they can come to Indian Noir and really enjoy the format. It's also written in such a way, it's not written to celebrate my genius and to show how <laughs> much you know, lit literary skills I have. It's actually written to entertain people. That's its uh, main goal. Uh, you know, I, I, I very much understand and respect the fact that people have limited time these days. They do lots of different things, particularly young Indians. They're very smart, very intelligent. They're doing lots of different things at the same time. So, you know, the 10 or 15 minutes that they have that they invest, they want to be entertained in that time. So. The stories are very fast-paced, thrilling, 
and they deliver what the audience wants, uh, which is a horror story. People come for horrifying elements, so the story will have it. Uh, it's not going to be like a tricky one where you know it, it all ends up being someone's mental illness or some bullshit like that. It's uh, it's really about truly about horror. And crime is filled with lots of violence, lots of action scenes, lots of suspense. Um, all of this done with uh, great voice acting, narration, and uh, good quality SFX, uh, so that they can almost the audience can almost you know relive uh, a television show in their minds. Yeah, that that too. I noticed that you follow fifteen to twenty bit size episode, like fifteen to twenty minutes, to to do mm. you know hook your listeners that. No, I'll I'll go and listen one more episode, one more episode, and right. you you are just finishing, you know, three four episode in an hour. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah and you right. need one more. You need one more. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's it's written very much to cater to that sort of you know binge element, and it ends with a cliffhanger or ends with a um, revelation uh, that you know, and you want to find out more of what's going to happen to that particular character. But it's also the fact that you know uh, there are um, uh, it, the stories are also inhabited by characters that you can relate to or have, uh, you know, someone you can really sympathize and empathize with. So, um, that's also a factor. And audio is very immersive. Like, you know, what you have to remember is that oral storytelling has been here longer than books. Books are a recent fad, really. It's only existed for a, hundred, a few hundred years. Whereas oral storytelling has been here for a long time. Human beings, actually, that's the first way, first means of communications. Communication. That's the, 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 that was the tool that was used to transmit stories. So people naturally enjoy it. It's a lot more immersive than reading. I find reading really taxing uh, on my brain. I find listening to it much, um, better, especially now that audiobooks have, are produced with such a high quality. Uh, you know, I really listen to a lot of them. And, uh, yeah, that's the other reason for the success too. I think one last thing I would like to say about this as well is that there is, because, because of mobile devices and television and, the nature of work these days, you know, there's a lot of active engagement with with the screens and other tasks. So, um, uh, you know, people are constantly busy with that. But uh, then when they have pa- passive time, like when they're relaxing or when they're doing jhadu pocha at work at home <laughs> or uh, they are, um, um, you know, just uh, doing something mindless, they just want to consume some kind of passive entertainment that doesn't require them to stare at the screen and the podcast provide them with that uh, opportunity. Definitely agree. I, I, I would share my story. As you know, uh, you can say that I'm I'm from Gen Z. So we, mm. we, we are all busy. Uh, mm. if, if you talk about my childhood, then busy in exams, busy in schools. So I don't have any time. I can say that because mm. I don't have time to play. How am I yes. going to read one full book, 300, 400 pages? No way, I won't yeah. read books. And then, you know, fast forward to my graduation part. And now I'm looking for a job, so I don't have time to read that the books. Uh, and then if I'm, if I got a job, then 12 hours a day of work. And then mm. I can't read a book. During lockdown, I, you know, switched to podcasts. Before that, mm. I used to stream Netflix, Amazon. But after that, because of my eyes burnout, totally switched off every TV and you know, just start any any podcast. Not generally mm. as, you know, crime, thriller, comedy, any any podcast which I listen, which I enjoy at the end of the day. That That's only yeah. matters. How did you come across Indian Noir? I search horror actually on yeah, on yeah. Google Podcast. And yeah, nice. Yeah, so I'm 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 very thankful to Google in that sense. That yeah, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm thankful to Google too that it gave me a a very ardent listener because of the the, the, the app they've got there. So that's great. Yeah, because your your podcast name is too unique that if you if you if you type Indian, then you know your pod, podcast will pops up. If you good, type good. horror, just try yeah. that once. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I should have named it Indian Horror or something. It would be easier. In fact, they say that if you're st- anyone who, listening to this who wants to start a podcast, a, a good SEO um, idea is actually to name your podcast, uh, you know, to to help people search and find it. So ideally, I should be naming it Indian Horror and Crime or something like that. Uh, that would be. But I also, but you know, it just doesn't sound that great. <laughs> I also wanted it to sound. Unique and special, and I love the sound 
I mean, that's the thing about language. There is a beauty to the way uh, it sounds or the ideas that it conveys. So I just wanted to capture that as well. And actually, when I think about it, noir is the right uh, uh, term for the, the stories in, in Indian noir. Um, it really is a, a philosophical examination of the world around us. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, yeah. So, But going back to your point, I'm very grateful that you managed to find uh, the Indian noir podcast. Yes, correct. So for this episode, I, I just searched uh, Noir, Noir on Google. So, you know, first first page was Encyclopedia as always. So there I learned that Noir genre is is, is very old genre. If, if you talk about others' genres, like World mm-hmm. War One, World War Two, and mm-hmm. still is very debatable, you know, subject. You can't categorize some films, some work as a Noir because it's a very debatable and Mm. different person to person so yes absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look i if you want to go back even further well, i would even say ramayana and mahabharata have shades of noir in it and they're populated by people who uh, are not exactly black and white even lord krishna is not exactly you know uh, like a, a straightforward heroic character he's got shades of gray to his behavior as well um which is something i really appreciate about our myths um, there, there are noir elements in a lot of historical Indian stories, and mythical stories in particular. Um, there are lots of great noir hero, heroes. Lord Shiva is a great noir hero, I think. He's the strong and silent type, and you know he's, he's really violent, and uh, he, he just he's just uh, he's a powerful mythical figure um, that just um, uh, taps into this primal, uh, you know history of humanity i think you know just it's just there's just so so much evidence that uh, noir genre uh, has has some of its sort of origin points in indian myths as well so yeah but very much debatable this is you know very very subjective so you 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 already said that you also have overseas listener all over the world so how's their reaction as you know one guy one indian guy is ruling the chart all over the apps yeah, look, you know, people have generally been very kind, uh, and people are very supportive now, particularly now that there is a push for diversity in, in, in most industries. The mainstream podcast critics from the US and the UK, they've been very kind. And, you know, whenever there is a question out on the internet about uh, whether people, you know, someone will come up and they'll say, oh, I'd like to listen to an international podcast in a particular genre, they would always recommend Indian Noir. So that's been uh, the obvious impact of um, being a part of the charts, um, you know, and the, the, the truth is the Indians, Indian diaspora lives in a lot of uh, different uh, parts of the world and they also require content that uh, uh, is uh, based in India and uh, taps into our culture and features Indian characters. Uh, also, there are countries where non-Indians have always enjoyed Bollywood movies or stories from India, so they would obviously... Yeah, I love listening to Indian Noir as well. So I've been very lucky in that sense. And uh, the, the reactions have been in mostly in the forms of a lot of critical acclaim, uh, lots of reviews being posted on the apps, and uh, they really enjoy it. People don't really, like, you know, people are not discrim- discriminatory about um, uh, the, the origin point of a story. They just like a good story. And, uh, you know, when it's an Indian story it, and when it captures... A culture that's different to them, you know, it's just more entertaining for them. So that's the reaction has been fantastic. That that sounds good. Like you, you, uh, everyone is praising you, and that that's a gift for for a creator like you. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, um, a source of inspiration for other Indian artists who would want to explore the space, or have a different, uh, practice a different art form, and are unsure if. Other people will enjoy their um, art, you know, because especially with the internet and globalization as a phenomenon, it's, uh, you know, you, the sky is the limit when it comes to getting your art in front of the others. And, you know, and, and whoever's listening to this, I wish you success in your art form. Uh, keep at it. Oh, very good. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, do you follow any creative process or you know structure for for every episode or for every season yeah yeah absolutely so they are all written according to a three act structure or a five act structure whichever way you want to put it so it's the basics of screenplay writing all good movies have a, a three act structure basis all good uh, tv shows have a five act structure basis 
So at the beginning of a season, I will sit down, I will plot the entire season uh, very loosely, um, and I'll go through over it again and again to see if it hits all the beats in the React structure. And then once that is done, then it's a matter of writing uh, them, and you have to try and write it in a way so that you know it's um, it's uh, super entertaining, it's uh, thrilling, it's fast paced, but at the same time um, explores. Um, uh, the characters properly and uh, gives them emotional depth. Um, so the way it works generally is that I'll plot the the show and then I will take um, uh, generally five to six days to write, rewrite, and edit it. And then I will record it on a Sunday, and then I will edit it uh, the week after, um, and uh, you know, post it. So. Uh, Indian World works on a seven to fourteen day schedule uh, generally, usually seven days. But I'll start on a Monday and I'll have the piece recorded uh, by um, that, that Sunday. So for 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 one episode, uh, you dedicate full one week. Yeah, that's right. So it takes about uh, it depends on the nature of the show, but it roughly takes eight point five hours to produce twenty minutes. That's writing, uh, editing, writing, rewriting, editing the script. Then narrating, cutting the narration, mixing it, producing the final mix, you know, re- listening to it so that there are no mistakes, that sort of thing. So that takes about 8.5 hours for 20 minutes. Uh, but depends on the show. Um, horror and crime tends to work, go faster, but I also produced a, a fantasy show called Devasur, um, which is a, based on Indian mythology and uh, features a battle between Devas and Asuras. Yes. Um, and the political games between them. Uh, that uh, took uh, it took 119 hours to produce seven hours of content. My gosh, no kidding! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it takes it takes a long time, and then you know you have to have to make sure you know even even if you're writing a, a podcast script when it's a fiction podcast, you, your work still has to have a good literary quality and uh, should still be literature. Uh, and then when you voice act, you know you have to voice act uh, to show different characters. It has to still capture the emotion. That's in the one that's you know contained in the script, and then obviously with adding it has to the music has to be appropriate. The right kind of SFX has to be used in the right place to get maximum impact. Um, and then you have to make sure that the the work you produce is of an extremely high quality because regardless of the fact that people are consuming it for free, um, you know uh, you have to be sincere to your work and very respectful of the time that others are giving your your art form. So you have to make sure that it's the best work that you can put out. Um, invariably, sometimes mistakes do slip in. You know, I'm only after all for, for only human, uh, but uh, you know, uh, but that's how long it takes to uh, produce an episode of Indian Noir. So, do you have any any team, or you just manage on your own? I do it by myself. I do produce another. I do uh, write and narrate another show called Heirs of the Pandavas. That's produced in conjunction with Wine Studios. Which is a big team. They've got a sound engineer, there's a marketing team, uh, you know, there's a music producer, all that stuff. And uh, so that's that's a different podcast altogether. You can check that out as well. Airs of the Pandavas. It's about uh, set many centuries after Mahabharata. Uh, two uh, uh, characters who are brother and sister, who are one of the uh, in the lineage of Shatanigra, one of the sons of Pandavas, are going uh, on an epic quest around India or Bharat. Uh, as in, as a, a fantasy version of India, um, and uh, fighting monsters and trying to erase a curse um, that's been incurred by their family. So that's that's got a production team. But Indian Noir, I do all that stuff by myself, including the social media, which takes a lot of time as well, because you have to you know keep your um, keep the marketing going. And uh, most of the people in your generation are on social media, and it's important. Uh, for discoverability as well, for people when they're looking for um, the, the podcasts that uh, are in the horror and crime genre. Yes, yes, totally, totally agreed. So, you know, one critic quoted about Indian noir as not tales for faint-hearted, makes your stomach turn at times. So, do you feel the same energy while narration? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I have to try and capture the, the the feeling of the script absolutely with the narration and then the voice acting of the, the individual characters. You're not trying to do a full on drama, but you're still trying to create enough magic in the minds of the listeners that they can relive it almost like a movie in their heads. 
um, and they're not, and they're never confused about what's happening. It has to be very clear. There has to be a story uh, that you know moves from one place to the other very clearly. Uh, there should be no confusion as to who's speaking. Um, you know, people should not be confused about what's happening in the story. So all of that has to be captured. Yes, and then additionally, it has to have the vibe. The horror is narrated in a different way to crime, which is narrated in a different way to uh, fantasy. So. Yeah, so absolutely, I try to bring all that energy into the script and try to do my best to entertain my audience. Um, and, you know, uh, often if you are doing a sequence where you're going into a haunted house, you slow down time and you really ratchet up the, sus- the suspense. And the human voice is such an amazing instrument. Uh, you, you're able to um, do that. So, yeah. Then it would be very spooky atmosphere while, while you are narrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I do it usually in the middle of the night. So sometimes it can get really scary. Um, especially when I was doing Bhangad, there was all sorts of weird noises which get, got caught in the camera as well. So yeah, yeah. And that's really good as well, I suppose, because that then means that I'm able to transfer that feeling of fear into the script. And, you know, sometimes when you do these stories, strange things happen as well. Things move around. And, um, I think, you know, it's, you're tapping into a, a different domain when you're discussing dark topics. So I'm not really surprised that, uh, Sometimes when you look into the darkness, the darkness looks back at you. I think you have also uh, collaborated with Audible Suno for Indian Noir Plus. So t- tell us about that more. Yeah, so when Audible Suno was um, launched, they obviously reached out to some of the most talented audio artists in India. And most of them were Bollywood actors for obvious reasons. You know, theater actors tend to be very good with narration. But, you know, they also reached out to people like me and... I was uh, very lucky to produce a season of a horror um, uh, space uh, show uh, that was inspired by Indian mythology. It's called Meru. You can hear the first season of it on there. Um, when I say first season, it's you know written more like an enclosed story. You can just listen to the, that that the thirteen episodes and feel very satisfied. Um, but it's about uh, set in the future. It's about an Indian uh, mining ship. Um, that go, that goes to a planet and they discover a strange artifact and they bring it on the ship and it causes havoc on the ship and it's what happens to the different characters uh, who are on that spaceship and uh, you know it's a story that you often don't encounter uh, you know the Indians having a successful space program uh, creating spaceships that go out uh, and conquer the galaxy uh, and in this particular case go on mining mission uh, but they then they encounter something from the Indian myths. That really, um, you know, causes, uh, death and destruction on the ship. Um, so go listen to it. It's on Audible, you know, it's called Meru, M-E-R-U, like Mel Meru. So yeah, that was, that was the Audible Suno product. So as, as far as I can feel, it's no less than Hollywood movies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's very much inspired by what is my favorite horror movie, which is Alien. I love the Alien franchise and yeah, I, I really wanted to, I really want to, I've always wondered why we never made something like Alien in India. Uh, and now we have the money, like it's not an excuse. Now we have good sound stages, uh, we have good VFX. And because they are haunted house movies, you don't need to make it like the Avengers movie. They are like, a, you know, uh, you can shoot the movie in three or four sets um, with lots of practical effects. And I've always wondered why we never made one. And, you know, and that's that's the thing with Indian noir. A lot of Indian noir stories are, this mo- are stories that I want Indian creative houses to make, publishing houses to make, but they don't. And I'm frustrated about that. So so if I really want those stories, I'll just have to write and produce it myself. So that's that's what I'm doing. So yeah, so if you love Alien and if you love space horror, then do check it out. And it's full of Indian characters. Uh, it's inspired by Indian mythology. And it's got the same horror beats as some of those great space horror classics. Whether it's uh, great by itself or not, you'll have to be the judge of it. But uh, I've tried my best to try and make a Hollywood production out of it, really. Yeah, to- totally agreed. And when I I listened to the first episode of Indian Noir of His Night Begins of Virat Nariman, so I'm I'm kind of guy who who reads lots of comics like DC and Marvel. Not not that much Marvel, but DC. I'm very DC fan. So I just imagine. Virat Nariman as Deathstroke. Are, are you familiar with him? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. I I just imagine him as a hitman with with her daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Like you know, um, it's interesting. Like 
you know, you are from a generation that uh, um, enjoys visual content, particularly comics, and uh, I'm not surprised that uh, you um, linked uh, your listening of His Night Begins up with uh, comics because it's very much designed uh, uh, and written in such a way that it creates visuals in your mind. Uh, it's very cinematic in its writing, so obviously then that harkens to any of the visual medium that you might enjoy. Yeah, that that's why I digest these types of stories like His Night Begins very easily because I just imagine one character with different circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Have you finished His Night Begins? Yeah, yeah, almost, almost. I I'm I'm starting with season two. Yeah, good, good. You're you're in for a long thrill ride because one thing that's happened with um, Indian Noir is you know because I have the ability to look at the analytics, the data analytics behind the, the show, um, you know, I can see um, uh, the, the engagement with it. And I can tell, like, you know, it's mostly listened to by young Indians who prefer the comic book style or the action movie style um, or the, the TV show style uh, structure. Uh, they want to be entertained in that way. So then I can design the show. So the, the shows get faster and faster as you go on and more and more thrilling. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's great to hear from you. Wonderful. You know, Virat Nariman as, as a character uh, where I can't, you know, portray him as a protagonist or, you know, antagonist. For one episode, I would say he's an antagonist. And for one episode, I would not term him as a protagonist. So I think it's a well scripted and well narrated, I think, by you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's the most popular show on Indian Noir and you know, there is not a week goes by when I don't get fan mail about His Night Begins. The other shows I do get it once once every two or three weeks, but uh, His Night Begins every week on the dot. You get fan mail. It's the most uh, popular show and Virat Nariman is a very popular character. Like I really don't know if I will ever write someone that's that popular, but... Uh, uh, you know, it's a very, I, I always believed in the potential of that story. I took it to a lot of publishing houses and they were not really interested. So I think, you know, this is good to, good to have, prove them wrong. Um, but, uh, who knows in the future, you know, I'm hoping that it'll become a book, it'll become a, uh, movie. Um, it'll be great to get Sanjay Dutt to play it because really he is Virad Nariman. I, you know, in my head, uh, that he's the perfect Virad Nariman. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, um, but that's besides the point. The, the, these stories are written for the audio medium. They're not written with any real agenda for, uh, you know, uh, uh, so that these can become popular and then they can become books and movies. That's definitely not the intention. They are designed to be consumed as audio stories. Um, and so it's written with utmost sincerity. It's not a marketing stick. Uh, and, you know, I have a real opportunity to become a very good audio artist um, someone who can combine writing and audio production and narration. So, um, you know, so what you're getting is um, my best work in that sense. As as a fan, I would just ask you to, you know, go with merchandising of, of Virat Nariman. <laughs> sure, sure. That's a good idea. Yeah, I've never thought about that. I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Thank you for giving me that idea. I will, uh, I was kind of, you know, I, <laughs> I think now that you put this in my head, I'll definitely be thinking about ways to do this uh, over the holiday period. But good. Thank you. Great suggestion. Yeah. Well, very welcome because I would love to purchase, you know, of, from, from Indian, you know, show from, or from Indian guy. I would, I would term that because we, we don't get these types of, you know, stuff any, anywhere in India. Yeah. Great idea, Kush. This has been, this is, uh, I've all, I'm really enjoying our conversation and this, you know, like uh, you've given me lots of amazing ideas to sort of pursue in terms of expanding um, the reach of uh, Indian noir among Indian audiences. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Nikesh. So how, how do you come up with different characters like, like Hitman Virat, then deranged guy Prakash? With, with a single mother and, you know, weave the stories around them because it's all character-driven stories after all. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. I think that's important for any story. Um, I suppose I always think about, uh, like, the general feel of the show. So, you know, for example, His Night Begins is a crime thriller and it's about hitmen and the underworld and 
all that stuff. So that, that general feel is there. But then I think about who could be a good vessel to tell the story. And, you know, you stop getting ideas about, you know, it should be a certain person that you should have this, these qualities to be able to, uh, you know, perform as a hitman. Uh, and then once that is kind of settled in your mind, then you have an important role of making these people living, breathing human beings with the uh, problems that normal human beings have, normal weaknesses that human beings have, all that good stuff. Um, so the story design process then, in fact, begins at that point. Until that point, there's only just the clusters of ideas. And then, you know, you start to think, how can this person go on a journey, an emotional journey? How can they change? Or even if they don't change, how can they experience things that will also evoke an emotional response in the audience? So when you put all of that together, you, automatically you come up with uh, the feel of a character, the name of a character, how they look, what they think. And then from all of that comes their actions. And then they're put into this roller coaster ride story. And then you just wait and watch them react in a lot of ways. It is like good acting, which is reacting. So that's sort of the basic mix of it. This is sort of the secret source of, um, you know, creating those sort of character-driven stories. So any any inspiration mediums like books or films you would like to share? Oh, to everything. Everything. I mean, one of the things you have to do as a writer or a narrator or an audio producer, you have to constantly look at the best works in those different domains and not just consume it, consume it with a critical mind to try and analyze what's what, what's being done, how it's being done. And you should make very... Uh, you should make copious notes, think about it, and then apply it to your work. So I am constantly reading all the time. I'm watching, I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of TV shows now in particular. Um, and I listen to some of the people who do it really well. I watch a lot of interviews with these people. Uh, and then I, you know, I obviously write a lot. I produce a lot, which is not a problem with Indian noir. Uh, and so all of that combined together, um, you know, give you the skills to practice your art really well. But yeah, you know, so Thrishul is coming up on uh, Republic Day on Indian Noir. It's a military thriller. And that's been inspired by all the James Bond movies I love, all the Jason Bourne movies I love, all the military thrillers I have read. Again, I couldn't find anything in the Indian market that was good. I can't see anyone producing anything there. And I didn't see any books that are that really fit that genre. And I thought, you know what? If I can't, nobody can in, from India can entertain me, then I'm going to entertain myself by writing it. And I'm sure people who enjoy uh, military thrillers in India, they they would who like my style of writing and narrating, they will enjoy it. I'm sure there'll be people who don't enjoy it, but that's okay. They can they'll have other content that they can listen to. Um, but yeah, so so there's an example of how inspiration works. Uh, you know, or, or you know the, the design of those movies, the action sequences of those movies, how they are prepped, the kind of villains they have. So. You know, with Trishul, I'm always thinking about mm, how can how can we recreate the feel of a James Bond movie or a Jason Bond movie or an absolutely awesome military thriller like Black Hawk Down uh, uh, that features Indian characters that is about Indian problems, um, uh, and 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 that's that's how they all they're all created. And also, I, I must add as well, like the Call of Duty games, like all the first-person shooter games. They are a big inspiration for me too, um, uh, you know, uh, because I've been playing them for a long time. A lot of young Indians play that, and you know, I'm sure they would have wanted to play games like that featuring Indian soldiers, but nobody's producing them. So I also wanted to do that feel as well. So video games, comics, movies—the dominant forms of narration. Books, less so. I like you mentioned. I think you know, books—they're just too big. They're just huge. Who has the time for them? Uh, I, I'm talking about um, a, a, like a higher form of uh, storytelling that incorporates cinema, TV, gaming, um, audiobooks, all that good stuff. Correct, because I I saw one post on Instagram with with a collection of James Bond's book. Yes, so that's your inspiration. Yeah, that's the story behind that. So I used to steal money from my father when I was a teenager and buy those books and read them, and then I eventually find found out that I found found that out and. He burned all the books and gave me a nice little clashing. 
so, you know, I then obviously when I bought all those books back again and just, you know, just as a, as a good reminder of the things that I used to enjoy because they, all those things inform your uh, artistic career, your writing. So that was really great. Good. It's, it's a very great story to listen. Mm. As, as you said, like does, does Indian Noir impacts you on your personal front, as you said, you know, when you are narrating uh, these stories, you know? Mm, I think uh, people have asked me this question before, like engaging in darker themes. Look, uh, not really, because um, uh, what's happening with these stories is that it's my way of processing some of the things that I see around myself. So, for example, right now, we are impacted by COVID and it's a very difficult period in everyone's lives. So, you know, I wrote a series of stories which uh, form the, the virus quadrilogy, which you can listen to on Indian Noir. Um, so there is transmission. Then, um, geez, now I can't, they've been written so long ago, now I can't remember them. But there is a transmission, there is midnight channel mass, um, a few stories like that. That uh, and, and I think one of those stories is called Precious Things. They all look at um, the pandemic through the lens of horror. So it's really me processing what I see around it. And so it helps me in processing my emotions. So it impacts me in a very positive way. Um, and then there's the, the other aspect of me reading uh, stuff around crime novels in particular, the crime stories in Indian Noir in particular. I think they come from the vast amounts of crime news that I consume about cartel activity, about uh, drug trade around the world. And I like to share that information with other people who might be crime aficionados. So the stories give me an outlet to talk about them in a very entertaining way. So really, the impacts are all amazingly positive uh, for my mental health, for my creativity, for my intellect. So I suppose that's how it impacts me. So any any supernatural phenomena in your life you, you have encountered? Uh, I have to say, oh, look, I've always been an, a seeker of um the supernatural phenomenon. When I was at uh, doing university in India, I actually got um, the opportunity to interact with a, a researcher who of a paranormal phenomenon and got to interact with, with him a lot and, you know, find out a lot of things about what he's experienced. Um, uh, all, all, uh, Indian Noir has a, has, has a series of stories which are tagged Indian Noir X which are experiences, supernatural experiences that people have told me about, real-life supernatural experiences, or urban myths from around India that you can listen to. Um, you know, those stories came from stuff that people have told me. Uh, but also, like, I, I suppose the most um, poignant experience I've had in that domain was when my one of my cousins died of suicide, um, and in, in a quite a terrible way, um, like I remember going to the house after the after the event uh, the next day, and you could feel this very oppressive, hateful force in the house. And uh, we, I, I was a kid, and I left uh, with my father, but my mother stayed the home on that night, and she told me how the my cousin's mother was went to the kitchen and started talking into this darkness, and she could feel like the house starting to make noises as if it was shifting on its foundation something with a lot of anger and hate still lived there and i you know i i believe her because when i went in the morning i could feel it it was almost like something was staring down from the ceiling and looking at all the people there with a lot of hatred um so you know that's that's something that's uh came with me um stayed with me for a long time um and you know i i feel like there are, there are times in life i've gone to some places and uh, you know, you, you you get this vibe about the place that there's something evil that resides there, uh, an, an energy. I don't, I don't think people die and they rise up from the grave and walk around like zombies. But I think it's more like an energy that uh, that uh, wants to do harm, or in some cases doesn't. It just exists. Yes, yes. I think it's a it's a quite similar to my story. Which I'll just uh, you know share with our listeners and with you. Absolutely, yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah, go on. Uh, in in my twenty three years of life, I I have never, frankly, encountered any any supernatural events or you know, any phenomena that that type of like brutal hmm. or or have seen you know supernatural events. Never, never in my life. But you know, nevertheless, we have our 
our own horror story in our family. We we have a huge family actually. So we we have a big haveli in Gujarat, in a very small village. So it's a three-story haveli, like like bulbulaya, and it's saying that you know some bad events you know occurred, uh, like like unnatural death. That's for sure that it was an unnatural death, black magic and that that kind of stuff, which I don't believe. So I always avoid to visit there. For me, it's a bangar haveli. I can definitely say that. <laughs> Except me and my father, everyone from my family, including my mother, has experienced this this phenomenon. This you know, like cold, freezing atmosphere. Mm. But there should be some truth in it, and I'm, I'm sure. But I don't know yet. Yes, you will have to go and visit and tell me. Never, never. I I I would just cry actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cool, cool. That that's a lot of horror talk. And what if some big producer offer you to make a movie on this? Let's say Virat Nariman. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. I mean, yeah, I'm always, uh, I'm always hoping to see the with all the sort of priority. It'd be wonderful to see these stories live in other mediums, um, particularly as a TV show. That'll be that'll be wonderful. Yeah, I would be definitely be willing. To talk about it, uh, as long as it's done well, uh, and you know it's it stays true to the spirit of the story. They're different mediums, so you know it's foolish to expect uh, things to be adapted exactly as they are. Uh, but I think the the great benefit of adapting some of the Indian noir stories into movies is that it's already written for a three act structure of a movie. So it's just a matter of adapting it into a screenplay. That's it. Uh, the structure is there. You just need to write it out with them, perhaps some more dialogues or some more visual cues. So, yeah, I'm always open to offers from producers and some of the horror stories get made. This Night Begins in particular would be great if it becomes a TV show. It'd be such a nice fit for some of the streaming services, uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime. So I hope I hope someone uh, is listening to this and is happy to take it on as a project, um, you know, and uh, wonderful. I'm waiting for that. And we, we all are waiting for that. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the thing that, uh, you know, that's a, a constant uh, point that's raised in the fan mail. Everyone wants to see a movie version of it. Because of the spectacular action scenes, I think, you know, it'll be awesome. I mean, as much as the audio is incredible, it'll be brilliant to see them um, being created, recreated for the silver screen. Uh, and you know those mediums will bring their own special uh, magic to the story as well. So that that'll be awesome. Fantastic, fantastic. So any particular noir movie you can you know relate to, like Hollywood movies? Oh, plenty, oh plenty, plenty that I would recommend. But let's uh, just stick with the. I think I will go back. Oh, geez, it's a, such an extensive list. But uh, Seven is is great. David Fincher's Seven is fantastic. I like Mindhunter, the TV show on Netflix. Again, a David Fincher movie. Uh, another David Fincher movie. I like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Another great noir movie. Yes. Uh, I would recommend Sin City, particularly the first one. It's exceptional. That's pure noir. Pure noir is Sin City. A lot of people actually think uh, Virat Nariman is like a Marv in, in, in Sin City. Um, uh, what else? How about The Shining or Doctor Sleep? Oh yeah, they're excellent movies. Yeah, I they, I wouldn't. Uh, they are horror movies. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd necessarily call them noir movies, but oh, I love I love Stephen King's. I don't like Stephen King's novels. I love his short stories and his novellas, and I love the adaptations of his um, books into movies. Wow, they're so good. I love The Shining. I absolutely love it. And Doctor Sleep was so good. I. Really don't understand why it did not do well at the box office. I mean, people who did not watch it on the silver screen, you missed out. It's such a beautiful movie. It's made by Mike Flanagan, who's one of the best horror directors at the moment. Yeah, I I God, I love those movies. God, I I love them. One that's coming up is Antlers, which I really look forward to, which will hopefully get released in the middle of next year. So I love The Ritual on Netflix. I think that is a wonderful horror movie. You're looking for something to stream. Um, so many, so many. The first Ring movie is so good. Yeah, this you know, The Shining is go-to for me if if that's a December or that's a winter coming. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And because they're such classics, you can watch them a million times and they still seem fresh. 
So how how do you see the you know audio medium going in future? I think it's got a great future in India. More people are entering the space. Um, you know, I think more listeners are becoming aware of podcasting and the streaming giants in India. I think I've done a good job of encouraging uh, local podcasting talent and uh, promoters quite well. Um, it's not for everyone. I think people will realize after doing it for a few months that's a lot of hard work. And particularly producing something like a fiction podcast is is a lot of particularly a lot of hard work. Um, I think also I also think that um, uh, you know the monetization issue needs to be tackled. It's time for um, the, the 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 different podcasting apps to start looking at ways in which uh, producers can be rewarded for their um, the work that they put in. Um, so I think if that can be resolved, we will see. Uh, a more robust quality in terms of what's produced and better players coming into the market and uh, but you know we are we are a huge market in india um, so many listeners yes absolutely and you know discoverability is a problem i mean it's still a problem for india for indianoa it's uh, indianoa is like you know for all its accomplishments it's still a small indie show so you know it's it's difficult for me to get attention as much attention as possible to to my stories when you have to really fight for the marketing side of things and uh, the discoverability is not as good as it should be. Um, so once all of those things are tweaked, you will start seeing uh, like a, a second boom in podcasting that's amazing. But right now, things are moving in the right direction. Um, I think we've got a few more years when things are going to be business as usual. And in that period, we'll just have to keep creating good content and um, you know, thanking the people who are supporting us and really hoping and praying that more people come and listen to us. Perfect, perfect. So, so you you are a poet, writer, uh, and voice actor and podcaster. Now, now, any plan to be a coach? Yes, there is definitely an intention in the future to uh, to teach writing, but uh, I will do that once I have uh, you know produced a lot more stories for Indianua. It's a thing that I'll work on quite slowly, but yes. I think that uh, the creative writing teaching in India is still very old school. They're still teaching people how to write novels when, you know, the world has moved on. You're better off learning about screenplay structure than how to write TV shows than writing novels. Nobody reads those 500-page store stoppers anymore. So, and so, you know, you should be reading, reading different structures. So I, I would definitely be very keen on teaching people how to write in the three-act or five-act structure and recreate the success of Indian Noir in their own stories. And so that'll, that'll happen in the future. So it's definitely a, will be a coaching um, program at some stage uh, in the form of recorded classes that you need to do to learn the basics and then post that. Then you can have coaching sessions to uh, individually understand uh, some of the elements. Uh, because writing, you know, you have to, like any art form, you have to spend a lot of time uh, money and resources trying to learn something. Only then will you get good at it. Uh, because I have had to, I've had to read thousands of dollars worth of books and attend thousands of dollars worth of uh, courses to get good at what I do. Uh, you know, uh, people who want to get at good at it, they're no different. So, um, you know, I, uh, I you should, you should do my coaching. You should read other books and take coaching from other people and then. Put all of that information together and, and find a method that works well for you. So any any tips and tricks for amateur right now? Like, you know, boom, you're good to go. Yeah, for Indian Noir, um, I think uh, the best, the thing that you need to do, first of all, is to read extensively in a genre that you like. So if it's horror, you should read a lot of horror stories and novels. Just Google it and buy and read all of them if you can. You will find useful information in all of them, bits and pieces. Once you constantly do that, write down things, make notes, try to find a structure that works for you. And then using that uh, structure, then start thinking about stories you would like to tell. So for example, a good one is your Haveli in Gujarat. Hmm. You know, go and research and find out what happened in that place, you know, some of the experiences of your relatives. And then slowly in your mind, you will get the story about a person who goes to the Haveli and experiences supernatural things. And then you put that onto that structure and then, this structure takes care of the what happens in the story. And then it's a matter of practice. You need to write a lot, a lot, get good at it repeatedly every day. Um, and eventually you will be able to tell a great story. 
That's a really nice advice and tips actually. No problem. Do you think that it will be a big billion business? Why I'm asking you because, you know, Spotify is cracking deals with big banners and, you know, gone gung-ho in this podcast space. Yeah, yeah, but they're all the big celebrities of the world. I mean, you know, poor people like me, I don't know if they will give me that much money. I, you know, I hope so. But uh, I doubt it. I think, you know, when they give money out to those big people, it's really to leverage their celebrity value. They get constant media coverage. So that will draw attention to their product. Um, only a few percent, even now, even in the best, only a fraction of the people at the top make a lot of money out of podcasting. The others, they, just, they make almost nothing. So I would really hope that the business tackles that problem and make sure that, you know, good content creators are rewarded adequately. And that would mean that people would be encouraged to make more content, better content. Audiences will come back and follow their content. And it's a win-win for everyone. But uh, monetization is still an, an issue that needs. Uh, uh, just yesterday, I, I read that Netflix launched their own audio-only content mm. for, for the app. Yeah. You can switch off the videos and boom, you Yeah, that, that, that'll, be, that'll be, I think there'll be a lot of takers for that. A lot of people look at it and go, oh, that's a bit silly, isn't it? But really, I think there'll be lots of takers for that. And it's a real threat to podcasting, uh, those sort of services. So, you know, the competition is only going to increase. But... As a creator, you really don't have the time to focus on these things. If you really enjoy your art, you know, you just focus on doing what you can. Yes, true, true. That's perfectly well said. Thank you very much, Nikesh, for, you know, hopping in. And I'm sure you, you're running very tight schedule over the weekend. Yes, absolutely. Yes. But uh, it was good. It's always good to find time like this to talk about the process of um, creating a podcast and, you know, just to hear from listeners like you about what you like about Indian Noir and what it made you feel or what other art forms you linked it to. Um, you know, these are, these are very useful conversations to have. So thank you for having me on the show as well. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Nikas. Thank you, thank you. That's all from my side. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you got your stories or stuff which you want to share over the mic, do ping me or mail me at areyoufamiliarwiththis at the rate gmail.com. Until then, stay safe.